Shazam? My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. I am the Flash. Truth. Justice. The American way. I'm vengeance. Hello and welcome to Elseworlds, a DC fan podcast. My name is Jordan. With me is Chris, and we're talking Flashpoint Paradox. Before we do that, though, uh, there's some news, some DC news that we need to cover. Hollywood Reporter put out an article the day before we were recording that was just talking about kind of like the unusual marketing campaign behind the Flash without being able to use Ezra Miller. Uh, but they also mention in this, I'm not sure if this is now, this is what I don't know. I don't know if this is supposed to be confirmation or like speculation from from the writer who said that um, if the movie does good, Blue Beetle, if Blue Beetle does good, it's possible for him to show up in the Booster Gold show. Uh, so here's what they said. Both executives have had some have said some actors from the current universe could persist, and one of who seems most likely is Solo Maraduena, whose character Blue Beetle has close ties in the comics to Booster Gold. Gunn and Saffron are planning their own Booster Gold show, and it is possible Blue Beetle could appear in it, depending on Beetle's reception this summer. I don't know if they're just speculating because Blue Beetle and Booster are kind of tied, but that's more of a Ted Cord thing than... um, than Jaime, uh, but I know I think Booster has had some connections with Jaime, and actually in Smallville, both of them appear in the same episode as well. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense if if it's a popular movie and Booster Gold comes out, I could see him being in an episode or whatever. Yeah, I would like to see Booster Gold and Blue Beetle together. It seems like the natural pairing. I mean, normally it's the Ted Cord Booster My Gold pairing, but <laughs> yes, it will be. You, Jordan just uh, got a Blue Beetle Booster Gold shirt, which is pretty cool. I, I'm not going to lie. It's pretty awesome, but I'd like to see it. I wonder, I wonder about putting the fate of these characters on the box office results, especially for an unknown character like Blue Beetle very early into the DCU, which is basically before the DCU, but as part of the DCU, it's a little messy. I think James Gunn, though, thinks about quality. So if James Gunn is a fan of the movie, regardless of its reception, it has a chance to be in in it. And I think that will only elevate it. There it is. If For people who are watching, you can see Jordan's glorious by right here. It says BFFs as <laughs> Booster and Ted Cord running away from something. Uh, it's really, really fun shirt. You know what shirt looks really nice here? I did not see this before. This shirt, if it loads. Um, okay. 
It's this one down here with the Blue Beetle logo and the Booster Gold logo. Oh, I see that. It merges the two. Yeah. The, the yeah, black watch. one. That's, I got a bigger, that's, that's I got good. A bigger picture of it here. Here we go. Okay, that's, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. It's almost like uh, Booster Beetle. Yeah. Beetle Gold. Um, <laughs> that works better. But yeah, so that is... Uh, that's a possibility them them appearing i i think what it'll more depend on is for james if this one is popular if this movie is very popular which it might be because the you know the latin crowd don't really have a lot of uh superheroes to go support and they can they can show up and show out you know and if they do and this movie is popular I think it makes more sense for him to, for James to be like, all right, we're going to fold in this blue beetle. I think if the movie's not popular, James Gunn might be like, we're going the Ted cord route. Like, I, I think that's, I think we'll still get blue beetle in this universe at some way. If it's, you know, especially just an appearance by Ted cord in the booster gold yep. show. But if the movie's popular, I think they're like, all right, we're going to capitalize on this and we're going to put him in, you know, the justice league or, or whatever. But I just thought I, breaking yeah. news Jordan is on a first name basis with James Gunn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I am. He liked one of my tweets once. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that was like the only thing newsworthy in this article, uh, pretty much. But I, I oh, the other thing was uh, the rumor of uh, Andy Muschietti, who is a favorite at WB to maybe be directing the brave and the bold. Now leakers are saying this is a done deal that they just don't want to announce right now due to the writer strike and all that. But um, there's also a rumor going around Christina Hodson who wrote the flash and wrote Batgirl is writing this movie that turned out to be, people are saying that's not true now, but people are still linking Andy Muschietti to it, who would make sense since he just directed the flash and had to handle two Batman <laughs> in that movie. And it sounds like from people that have seen the movie, they say that the Batman stuff is really good in it. So I think that would be a good fit. As somebody that has, I think it makes it. sense. As somebody that hasn't seen it, I'll say it's a good fit. Okay, I think it makes sense. I am seeing the Flash from the fifteenth. I will reserve total judgment until I've seen the film. Trying not to geek out about a film too much that I haven't seen yet. It's really getting hard because. I've never been more obsessed about a movie, but Muschietti has dealt with two Batman. He's shown a lot of reverence for Batman. And one of the things that I've noticed in the promotional material of this movie is he's not just doing this to do this. This guy is very excited about Batman, and he's got some deep cuts. He knows this character, and he has reverence for it. And that's one of the things that I think makes him a no-brainer. James Gunn, you know he likes the Flash movie. I don't think James Gunn is the type of person who would sell it this hard if he didn't believe it. I, look, he's the head of DC Studios. He has a stake in the movie. He's going to push it. But to push it to the way that he has, to the praise that he has, he's such an authentic person. that He's such an authentic person. I don't think he would just tout a movie that he doesn't believe in. So... I will reserve some judgment until I see the Flash movie, but Andy Muschietti makes total sense. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be a good fit. Um, so the other news that came out today now is, or the day we're recording, um, from Deadline, 
They said, following months of going through dozens of audition tapes, Warner Bros. and DC Film look to be getting closer to finding the stars of their Superman Legacy movie as a second round of testing looks to be imminent. Insiders close to the process say the first in-person tests with DC co-heads Peter Safran and James Gunn will take place around Father's Day weekend or the Monday or Tuesday after with Nicholas Holt, David Cornsweet, Tom Brittany expected to test for Clark Kent, and Emma Mackey, Rachel Brosnahan, and Phoebe Dynever uh, testing for Lois Lane. Sources added that some of the test deals are still being negotiated and haven't all closed, but that as of now, these are the names expected to participate in the auditions. DC Studios had no comment on the second round of tests. Um, and then we also know Lex Luthor and Jimmy Olsen are being um, cast in, in this movie as well. So um, we might hear some news about them as well at some point. I think that Rachel Brosnahan's Lois makes so much sense. It's almost to me. It's almost to me already. I want done. that so much I, more I, than Emma not... Mackey. I see everybody standing for uh, Emma mm-hmm. Mackey, but I really want Rachel Brosnahan she... so much. All right. So. Emma Mackey is a stunning young woman. I'm sure she is talented and deserving of consideration. Rachel Brosnahan is a star, and she brings some star power to the production. She is tenacious as Miss Maisel. She is one of the most witty, delivering actors. Her lines are very wittily delivered. She can do the fast-paced uh, talking that you would associate with Lois. She, I, I just think she's got the strength that you're looking for with Lois. So I, she looks the part. She is the personality that you would associate with Lois from everything that we've seen her in at this point. Uh, you know she's capable. So I, I, I think that should be a done deal. I Honestly, I don't understand what's the rush. It and I saw an interview where she basically said it would be amazing, but she kind of downplayed it because, you know, it's not official or anything. And I'm like, you know, I, I see it. So Clark, I think, is a lot harder to cast because it's so important to get the right Clark. I think Corn Sweat's got it, though. I, I My bet right now, Corn Sweat and, you know, I think the other guy in consideration for Superman it's Lex Luthor is what, you know, I know this has been the scuttlebutt. This has been the rumor for multiple weeks, but that's where I would go. I think too, like I just looked up their ages. Emma Mackey's like 27. Rachel is 32. I'm on first name basis with her too, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it makes sense for Lois to be older. It, like I, I do. I, I know people are going to say, well, why not just keep, Henry Gavel then but I do think having it I think Lois should be older than Clark in in most of these things and the reason for that I think she's like a Pulitzer Prize winning writer she has to be a little bit more established than like a 20 something I feel like so I think 32 Mm -hmm. which is Rachel Brosnan's age I think works really well for the character and she looks the part I, I, I think that would be really good. And, you know, she's a good actress. Um, so, so I don't know. But uh, th- that's my that's who I'm pulling for. But, you know, whoever gets it, I'm going to agree there. that she should be older. Yeah. 
I agree she should be a little older. I agree with that. I I think Lois shows Clark so much of the world that he doesn't get in Smallville. Lois is his real introduction into journalism and the real world and, and investigative reporting. And Lois is a character that is so established, as you said. She, you know, she's a Pulitzer winning thing. When she doesn't have her resume, she doesn't stack up as well to Superman's identity. Um, She's fine. She's above Clark still, but she's already, every iteration you get of Lois Lane, she's already through the roof and at the top of her field by the time Clark comes to the Daily Planet. So the idea that she would be this young, up-and-coming journalist doesn't really fit the mythos the way it is because by the time we get to see lois she's already done that and i think it'd be nice too just to have an older actress and i'm not saying older like a lot of women at that age start losing roles to younger women and then that is that's fair. i think that would be really good to have somebody um to show that you can have a lead female character in a superhero movie that's not 23 and the and the guy is like 31 you know like i think it would be really good if it's kind of reversed a bit especially with lois and clark so i think that's right but i will say this the idea that henry cavill could have come back and that oh but amy adams is too old really ticked me off if you thought amy adams was too old oh, for yeah, henry yeah. cavill that is that is an example of disgusting stupid thinking so um, I agree wholeheartedly with what you just said, 100%. All right. And then the other rumor about The Flash, by the way, is that they've changed the ending from the CinemaCon thing, and people are saying that ending was better. So I'm really curious when we get out of this movie, my first thing is going to be look up what that original ending was, <laughs> and we'll mm-hmm. talk about it on here when we talk The Flash. But yeah. I, I'm in this weird situation. I don't want to know, but I do want to know. And I don't want to know, yeah. but I do want to know. <laughs> I know. I've seen some people be like, what is it? And and thankfully, people have not answered that. They're like, you know, uh, skirting around it a bit. All right, let's dive into Flashpoint Paradox. Um, and at the end of the show, too, we're going to give our top three Flash trade paperbacks. If you want to read something uh, Flash related, that's not Flashpoint. Because <laughs> I know we just had two w- weeks in a row of Flashpoint coverage. About to be three when when we get to the Flash here. But um, Flashpoint Paradox. I, I, I guess my first question on this is, what was the point of the name change? Uh, they call it Justice League, the Flashpoint Paradox. Do you think it was... You know, these are home videos that they sell or whatever. You think it was just to grab more people than if it was just a Flash-led movie? Because they actually did add the Justice League in the first, um, I don't know, 10 minutes? Yeah, I think it was just a broader the net of what they could get. I know it's a straight-to-home video, but I, I think it was a broader than that. And also, I think they needed the beginning with the Justice League to set up all of the story beats that you get in the movie. I mean, you get Batman saying, you know, psychopaths get under your skin. They have a way of knowing exactly what to say. You have the setup um, 
of the whole Flashpoint paradox in a way that you kind of need it. You needed a you the audience of this movie may or may not know the story and that they needed a Batman that wasn't Thomas Wayne before they saw Thomas Wayne and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I I think you're right. I think they need not just for the Thomas Wayne stuff. I think they need it for everyone, right? Here's what Cyborg was like beforehand. Here's what he's like after. Here's Aquaman saving somebody from a bomb. Here he is killing everyone in Flashpoint. Here's Diana. Here's, you know, all these characters and the differences. Um, I, I thought there was a really interesting change, too. Not just the title, but at the beginning here, having that scene where we get a totally different beginning. Uh, then flashpoint the the comic and having the rogues and we get to see all of the rogues and um, that needs to work because they need to pay off the captain cold citizen cold stuff so it makes sense um, and then you know reverse flash coming in and then you get the justice league and we get kevin conroy batman which is awesome uh, but this movie for reference here came out July 30th of 2013. We're almost at the 10 year anniversary of flashpoint paradox. And it was directed by Jay Olivia and written by Jim Krieg based off, of course, Jeff Johns, Andy Kubert's flashpoint and stars, Justin Chambers, C. Thomas, Howell, Michael B. Jordan, Kevin McKidd, Carrie Elways, uh, Vanessa Marshall and Kevin Conroy. Uh, it's only 81 minutes long about, yeah, it's a nice breeze. It goes by really quick. It's fun. There's a lot of action. It's it's what you want out of an animated video. It's it's not too much exposition. It's really heavy on the action. It's fun. I just said the same thing over again. <laughs> Apparently, this thing made thirty three million off home video sales. Whoa. <laughs> That's that's a lot. That speaks to DC fandom. Yeah, that's uh, numbers as of 2020. So, you know, over seven years, it made them $33 million, which I'm sure that I didn't know how big these movies were to like make that much. Um, but, I, I, you know, it's interesting, too. I think something we can talk about is that this came out in 2013. As I said, that's only two years after Flashpoint, the comic came out. So I, I found that interesting too on how fast they made this while like the long Halloween came out what two years ago on video and that thing came out in the nineties. So I, I kind of wonder at times like how they pick you know Flashpoint that's how quick Flashpoint rose to prominence though too, right? Like it had its home video two years after the comic and it's referenced heavily in like this mythos right from rebirth and from flashpoint is heavily referenced in the flash TV show that's aired 2014. So it had a real quick rise to prominence in the community. Yeah. I think flashpoint is one of those comics that never gets an end to its print. I think they just keep printing it because it's a money machine. I think it is a comic that is beloved that has so many different things you can go off on. And I, I think the main thing with this comic and it's, is that everybody knows the residual effects of it and everyone, even the people who don't know the story, know what happened because of it and the new 52. And I think they, they realized 
that this is the big one. I I, I think it probably was. Well, they probably knew they were going to do this animated movie when they did the comic. Yeah, because they probably would have had to start it at least a year after the comic came out. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess I guess that was a consideration. I, did you watch the post credit scene? I did not. I did not realize there was one. There, what there was a post credit scene? Yeah, it says it sets up Justice League War. And I watched Justice League War. Mm. Um, I didn't realize there was a post credit scene that set that up, though. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna pull it up here while we're talking and see if I can see. I, I think I cut it off at the trailer. <laughs> I mean, at the credits, not knowing. I did too. We are. Well, normally there's a skip because I watch it on Max. Normally there's a skip credits thing if there's an end credit scene. Oh, really? So, yeah. So normally you it'll say skip credits and it'll jump to the post credit scene. Here, let me go back to Flashpoint Paradox. Let's watch again. Let's mute it. All right. Let's see about these credits. Oh, okay. Here it is. It's 19 seconds long. <laughs> Okay, it's the pair of demons coming through the portal. Pretty much, that's all that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, look, Justice League War is fun, I so I have it. no problem setting it up. I, I've i watched most of the animated movies, and funnily enough, is I didn't really watch them in order get set up by most of these movies. I just kind of was like, oh, I'm in the mood for a DC animated, and you just kind of scratched one off the list. I watched some of them multiple times because they're fun. I actually just started watching Justice League Unlimited again. And let me tell you, the first three episodes of that series are bangers. Absolute bangers. I can see why that was so popular. I mean, I've watched it through at least once, but, you know, I started watching that again. And, look, DC animated stuff almost never misses. They are really good at that. I think when it comes to Marvel, I know the X-Men and... The Spider-Man cartoons of the 90s were really popular. Outside of that, what do they have? I mean, the, we're not counting the Spider-Verse movies. A lot of people movies. like Spectacular Spider-Man, which was... I forget when that was, but I had I haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, they don't have... That was always the thing growing up. I, I was always like, I like Marvel films better, and I like DC animated better mm-hmm. it's kind of like my viewpoint when i was growing up because yeah i grew up with batman the animated series superman justice league justice league unlimited static shock uh, batman beyond all, all of those i grew up with and you know i i like when they bring back some of the voice actors uh for these films i have not watched all of these the first time i watched this one like i said i had watched it before i read the comic i watched it in probably 2014 uh i think i was just sitting on the couch and like wanted to watch something and it was on netflix or something and i was like oh this is flashpoint i i hear stuff about it all the time let's let's watch and see what it is and um i will say i like the comic a lot better Uh, i i do have some complaints with the movie um one of those being that so they decided to not have reverse flash kill his mom. It was just a random person in this. It's kind of 
Odd yeah, I didn't choice. like that. I didn't like that much either. Uh, I I thought that they kind of left his mom's killing vague, too vague, and, and like his dad didn't get in trouble for it. He, he's a she's a single mom in this. It felt like it was kind of all over. The place. I think they were trying not to put too much into that scene. My main complaint with this is I think it's more grotesque than the comic, and I think it doesn't have to be. So this is PG thirteen. Um which my wife was watching it with me. She wasn't really paying much attention, but uh, she doesn't like a lot of gruesome stuff. She won't watch a lot of rated R stuff. And I thought this kind of borderlined on it with how much blood and they even like <laughs> what Wonder Woman decapitates Mira and holds her head up. Like I was like, uh, whoa, like uh, <laughs> yeah. this is a little overboard. My big thing too is, you know, Thomas, with the guns, he doesn't really have them that much in the comic. He's everywhere with them here. And he actually uses that to kill reverse flash instead of stabbing them. But the way they shoot it, or I guess draw it is with the hole being like super huge in the middle of his head. I didn't really care for that type of stuff. Um, because that'll, that'll kind of prohibit when I show my kids this at some point, you know, I think my main complaint with a lot of the animated stuff is that they've really been going rated R a lot on these. And um, even though it's drawn, I, sometimes I can't, sometimes I don't even like that type of stuff too much. You know, like I really love the suicide squad and James Gunn and that, and that's, that's gruesome and stuff. But I, I think because it's played for laughs more than, this, which is trying to be, it almost seems like it's trying to be edgy for some of this stuff. And um, I think the comic didn't really do that. It didn't have Yeah. To. So for me, it felt like it was an obvious step down from, from the comic. Right. I mean, I remember when I first watched this, even I just was like, that's what everyone raves about. Like flashpoint. Like, I didn't think it was like that great it felt like it kind of went by super quick and part of that is probably because they didn't put a lot of the ancillary material in here because like i had always heard about mm -hmm. the martha stuff but it's in one scene where she is losing her mind with when, when bruce dies in the in the movie here and she just instantly that, turns yep, into the and that's joker it. and we never see like full martha yeah. joker that i was like oh i thought people like talked about how that is such a big point of flashpoint and it's not in the main story. It's really when you're reading those ancillary materials, of the Batman tie ins, mm -hmm. that is a bigger deal. But as someone who hadn't read those at that time, I just thought like that was a main point of flashpoint. How do you, how do you not though, go a little deeper into Martha Wayne Joker? Like, isn't that at least some of the pull into this world is Martha Wayne becomes a Joker and, uh, Thomas Wayne is a Batman who kills and you know that that's a huge part of the whole Flashpoint thing even if it's not a main part of the story um, I didn't like how she just instantly starts laughing and becomes the Joker I, I didn't think I, yeah, I kind of like the idea quickly. of her <laughs> I kind of like the idea of her gradually breaking and becoming twisted um, but you know it's not like she jumped at a vat of acid or anything guys but <laughs> I, I will say that I liked the Eobard Thawne death a lot better in the comic with the sword rather than the gun. I thought 
it, there was a little more art to it. I thought it was a little better done. Plus, I thought Batman, Thomas Wayne Batman, was down for the count in that battle. Then all of a sudden, he's he's not. I, it looked like he was pretty much done, um, dead, unalive, and um, I I don't know. I, I thought the final battle was a little sloppy. It was fairly faithful to the main story beats, though. And, you know, you had so many beat for beat all the way through until you really get to the point where Thawne lets Lois see that there was a speedster there. And I felt like that was different. And it's like, it's like I needed Lois to see me so you would come. Uh, I feel like they were going to come anyway. Yeah, that was a weird, just a absolutely weird story storyline for that. I, I'm trying to look up some like key differences between the comics and the um... uh, Project Superman was better in the comic than it was in the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was more, it, it was more artistically done in the comic, and it was, you know, it was that moment that sticks out in the comic of Superman seeing the sun for the first time. This really sticks out with me. And in the movie, it was just, just okay, there's a sun. I'm going to float. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's this comic book resources article that says five reasons justice league, the flashpoint paradox is better than flashpoint and five ways. It's not. Okay. I don't think there are five reasons. It's better. I will. I think there are five reasons it's very good. I don't think there are five reasons it's better. Um, so what they have is they like Thon death better. Thon's death better in the movie. So we disagree yeah. with that. And they said better, more detail and brutality. I give that a worse for me. Um, but it was needless brutality. Right, right. Like I said, it it, it felt more like trying to be edgy for the sake of like, they're like, we're PG 13. We can really push this envelope. It's here. it's a war and he dies. It, the, there's a lot that can be implied without being right. Shot. Right. Right. I mean, I, I think if I'm looking at my goodness, if, if justice league unlimited had come out at a time where flashpoint was a comic already, I would have loved to see their take on it. I would love to see it. It'd be, it'd be like a three, four episode arc and they mm-hmm. they were able to do stuff without being brutal without being like just showing blood and, and and stuff like that too much yeah i think that would be a really cool you know a really cool uh thing if if that was a if that was yeah. possible justice league unlimited was violent but it was never grotesque the, you know, you had superhero fights, but it was never grotesque. I mean, I just watched an episode last night where this guy gets his medallion that, uh, and he makes uh, all kids are the only ones on the planet left. And uh, so they have to make this spell where the Justice League can only be on Earth in the real realm if they're uh, kids. Yeah. And Kid Batman and Kid Wonder Woman, like, that that was great. Um and then, you know, Green Lantern's like, oh, I need glasses all of a sudden. And he's like making Green Lantern glasses. That was fun. The creative stuff that they did on that show was otherworldly good. And I just think they would have knocked it out of the park. I agree with you. Yeah. And I think when I look at stuff like Spider-Verse, right, which is 
doing gangbusters right now at the box office. It's PG, and it is making so much money. It is making, it's telling really deep stories about superheroes without having to rely on too much of the brutality. And the reason I'm kind of harping on this is, it, it for me, it just felt a little out of place as somebody that really likes the comic now to watch this movie and be like, this is a little over the top at times. And it, it feels very 2013, I, I guess <laughs> in that regard. But I, I think they could have, well, DC had a brand yeah. too. DC had a it, brand of, we are dark. We are gritty. If, if they want to keep PG 13, my point with spider verse is that you can see how much you push the limit with PG. They could have gotten, most of the way there under a PG and then just done, you know, some of the brutality would be PG 13, but I, I just think it was a little too much at times um, to the point where my wife was checked out. Like she was not paying much attention. I think it was because of that, because as soon as she started seeing some of that stuff, her head went to the phone and she was out. So, I mean, and that sucks because I think flashpoint is a really cool story. I really wanted to see what she thought. Of that. Thomas Wayne in the back cave with Barry was pretty violent. <laughs> Say my dead name, son, one more time. Yeah, you have two fingers left. And I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he's he's getting ready to do some torture. Yeah, yeah. Overall, though, I, I think it's a... I liked it less than I thought I would after seeing the after reading the comic. Like, I remember it being better than I thought. And then when I was watching it this time, I didn't feel the same way. I was kind of like, Oh, this is, you know, like I'm not digging this as much as I, uh, I, enjoyed I was it. like, I probably should have just read the comic again. It's kind of <laughs> the vibe. I, was at. <laughs> I enjoyed it, but I think it's a disservice to read the comic right before. it. Yes. I, I think that's oh. part of it too, is that we literally read this a week ago. Watching this, you're like, I've it, already, yep. I already know all this stuff. I, I was curious though to see it, how much it, they mm-hmm. would throw in the ancillary material because what I'm thinking is, is I can read Flashpoint, the five issues, faster than 75 minutes. So I was like, what do they put in here to pan out the time? It mostly comes from the beginning, I think. But there is some stuff here that I thought maybe they were going to get to, um, to help expand it by you know, following on some of those tie-ins, but they didn't really, they didn't really do that. So I was kind of disappointed about that, I guess. Um, I think you probably could have fit some of the Thomas Wayne stuff in here. I know it's a Barry story, Mm -hmm. but I I think you could have done project Superman a little better. They had so many different uh, specimens in the project Superman thing. And it, it was, it was odd because it was like, okay, is Project Superman bigger in this than it was in the comic? Is this all just uh, Area 51 kind mm-hmm. of stuff? Or, you know, I, I didn't understand what they were doing with that. And I I think Project Superman, you know, you had, they had this weird flashback to when, you know, Metropolis gets taken down by the uh, by Kal-El coming to Earth. And it, it just seemed out of place, like it was edited poorly. I was like, oh, well, this is a flashback. See, I but... did like that. And, and and I had to, I didn't like it at first, but I liked it better when I realized what they were doing. But when they started shifting to the different um, flashbacks, and then they cut to Barry waking up, 
I I realized, all right, this is him getting those memories back. So I did like that. But that didn't click with me during I mm-hmm. the way that they shot that yeah, and yeah. edited. Like the, I understand that looking from afar, but in the moment, I'm like, that doesn't register with me. In the comic, it totally mm-hmm. registers with me how he processes everything. Um, I, I another reason I think they chose to do the movie when they did the comic. They had the very specific thing about the truck breaking down on the side of the road. And that was in the beginning. Oh, I would have stopped for help. And that was one of the very subtle, uh, very subtle memories that he had with his mom in the comic that flashed on. So I feel like it's also in rebirth. Uh, He has the same memory in rebirth that they call back to in flashpoint. Um, right. So I did, yeah. I liked that as well. But I, it makes me think this is just like all all let's do this all in one sitting. I mm. I like this I like this film. I had fun with it. I don't as, have as much of a problem with the violence and the like that never really turns me off as much as I think it does you or your wife. Um, his look, I love Batman versus Superman. I I obviously am a glutton for punishment. I I like this. I, I like it when it gets dark and gritty and down with it. I, I do enjoy those maybe, stories. Maybe it's because I, I forgot do, how much it was. Like I just read the comic and it, I, I didn't get it. It took vibe, you by surprise. So it was very surprising for me. It does have a different feel. It does have a different feel. It so the flash to me is always when I read a flash story, it's always more color mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. colorful. It's got a a more wide palette than a Batman story. I it is very sci-fi it is very over-the-top fun and um it's exciting so i didn't quite get a flash vibe to the animated film i got more of a batman vibe to the animated film uh, which is funny because we were complaining that they didn't give us enough thomas wayne stuff um but maybe they didn't give us so much thomas wayne stuff because they already had a batman vibe to the movie overall i also thought it was weird that they had uh Abin Sir, the Green Lantern, he was dead, but in our in Flashpoint, he's alive. He has a whole three issue arc, and that was your favorite. It was one of my favorite. Cross- it? it was one of my favorite tie-ins. <laughs> yeah, so I was excited to kind of see if they would incorporate that, and uh, no, they just have him sidelined. I was kind, of, I was kind of bummed. Yeah, and was it in the Flashpoint comic? Was it a hologram at? party thing at the wing at the point where or were they all there it was a hologram thing where he was doing right where it's in the same spot you know when he throws off yo-yo yeah but it had more people um in the comic than it did here because it was so in the comic it's so overwhelming how many people are there and in the in the film it seems so detached like a bad zoom meeting I will say what my least favorite part in this was is a scene that I talked about last week that I thought was very powerful between Thomas and flash, which is when he says Bruce would have come. It is totally rushed in this movie. It it is. Yep. There's no time for it to breathe. No time for it to breathe. Batman doesn't even say he's going to go, not going to go. He's just kind of standing there. And then flash just looks at him and says, Bruce would have came. He said, all right, I'm coming. And then they ruin it in the next scene when he says, I already decided to come after I got this transmission before your 
you know, Braveheart speech. And I was like, okay, yeah. like, I don't know. For me, it kind of ruined a moment that I thought was really, really well written in the comic. Although I think you could give some subtext as Batman's never going to admit it, so he had to come up with a reason. Yeah, yeah. You could do that and headcanon that kind of. But yeah, I agree with you. It was I thought it was written a lot better in the comic. I think people's reasons for things were better in the comic. I think the movie was just like, we gotta fit everything in there. We're gonna fit everything in there. I think it would have been honestly, I think this would have been better if they almost did what they did with the long Halloween and they made it a two parter. Yeah, I think that I think that could have. Uh, I think if they made it nowadays, it would be a two-parter. Because mm-hmm. they kind of started doing that more after this. When well, when did the Dark Knight um, rise? Uh, what was it? The Dark Knight Returns. When did that? Because that was another two-parter. Yeah. When did that come out? I want to. I want to say that was two thousand eleven. I'm trying to find this like. All right. Okay, here we go. The the universe. Here it is. All right. It kicked off with Flashpoint Paradox, it says. So it was 2015, maybe? Uh, Well, I, I guess well, it's not the, part, of, that the, part of the yeah, universe. Yeah, it's not part of the universe, so it doesn't show it on here. Because that's kind of an alternate timeline. There's no part one or part two of anything in this in this universe. What was the one before that, then? It's part. It's 2012. Okay, so it was right before they did the Dark Knight. Yep, yep. I thought I had 2011 in my head, but you know, 2012 is better because that's the year the Ravens won the Super Bowl. So I'm trying to think that. So then, what is the universe they're doing now? Because this ended at Apocalypse War. Um, Because I've heard people say good things about some of that, but Uh, I am woefully ignorant of this subject let's let's take a look i guess all right so we had uh 2007 started some of these and then we had the dc okay so we at one point they were called standalone okay some of them were Okay, so it really started. They the first time they ever did a universe itself started with Justice League Flashpoint Paradox. Looks like all the other ones were standalone films before that. Um, and then you had Justice League War, Son of Batman, blah blah blah. You still get some standalone movies in this, and then we get to the Tomorrowverse, which started with Man of Steel. Oh no, sorry, Man of Tomorrow which is a adaptation of birthright and American alien. I guess that's together. And then justice league. And then you have uh justice leagues. Oh, sorry. Justice society. World war two is part of that. Long Halloween is part of that green lantern, Beware my power and legion of superheroes are all part of the tomorrow verse. Now is super sons part of that? No, it says standalone. Okay, because I watched Super Sons and just recently, and I loved that. I, I would watch that again in a heartbeat. Um, that was, I was like, I need more of this. I've seen Under the Red Hood. Um, mm-hmm. Seen that too. I've seen Flashpoint Paradox. Um, 
that might be it. All right. I so I'm I gonna... ha- no, I have Killing Joke, obviously, and I have um, Long Halloween. And I watched one of the Superman ones. I think it was the newer Death of Superman one, not the Doomsday one that was made in 2007. Okay. I've seen both of those. I actually think the first one was better. Really? Yeah. But, oh, I've seen um, Batman and Harley Quinn as well. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. And um, that has that weird scene with uh, Nightwing and Harley Quinn. Yeah. Where, yeah, we don't need to get into that. That that, that scene could have been without, but. <laughs> yeah, I, I really want to watch New Frontier. I hear good things about that, but I'll read it first. Oh, that one's good too. Oh, you haven't read New Frontier? I have not. That is a must. I have not. Well, that is one of my favorites. We're going to do a show on that. Yes. Yeah. New Frontier is classic DC, and it's Darwin Cook is a master. So, one of my favorite artists of all time and underrated writer. Darwin Cook is awesome. My favorite thing from New Frontier is Batman looking at John Jones, Martian Manhunter, and going, make no mistake, I have a 75,000 piece of kryptonite for the guy in Metropolis. All I need for you is two pennies for a book of matches. It, it It's it's just so good. It's just, it, it's just so good. New Frontier, highly recommended. It is every big character in DC. It's perfect. Yeah, I definitely want to I definitely want to do that. Um that's the good thing about this show too now is uh being able to get my butt in gear and actually read some of the stuff that I've been wanting to, <laughs> to read. It's a nice excuse to get to it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've enjoyed that too. Um I haven't seen Red Sun, but I've read the book. So that's another one. Okay, I've done both read the book and seen that. And I think the book is better than the I think movie. that's most of the time is is going to be the thing. <laughs> yeah, true. But the Superman Red Sun is just a masterful book. It's so layered and it's so good. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else about this Flashpoint Paradox before we move on to our top three? Uh, Reign of the Superman. I think I were at. Did I watch that one? I may have. Um, but before we move on to our top three uh, flashbook. No, I think we covered it. I would just say that if you're not going to read the comic, if you're the guy who hasn't quite got it into comics yet, but you like the movies and the TV shows, this animated movie is really good for you to get the gist of what you need out of Flashpoint. And then you can, you know, listen to the show for the rest of that. Yeah, I think that's a... You know, um, I, I think that's what I would recommend it to people if they're not going to sit and read the comic. Um, but after revisiting both of these things fairly close to each other, read the comic. <laughs> I, I think that's yes. what I would say is you will regret it. Not in the sense of like the movie's bad, but I think at some point. I mean, this is such a seminal piece of art, uh, the Flashpoint, that. I think at some point you're, you're going to want to read these. And if you get in the comics, later, reading it feels, yeah. reading it feels more like watching the movie than watching the yeah. movie. Yeah. I mean, the, the art's great in the, 
my least favorite part about some of these straight to DVD things is that the art is very like just okay. Basic. Yeah. I mean, yep. very, I don't know what I would call it. Like flash, not like the character, but you know, like a flash animation type thing. It's very, yeah. yeah. So it's stock image mm-hmm. animation. It is the basic, what you're going to get. I, one of my big problems with the long Halloween animated movie was that they didn't really incorporate Tim Sale's artwork at all. And it just, to me, it's so married to the story. I, I know, and I understand why they didn't. Tim Sale's art would be hell to animate. But, because uh, it's so comic book, like, of its medium. But uh, some of these, some of these arts, like, it, it worked better for, like, Hush, because Jim Lee draws a more realistic, more realistic, that they can animate that better than like a Tim Sale. But, you know, that's a big complaint of some of these animated movies. All right. So let's go ahead and say our top three um, favorite trade paperbacks, collections, whatever we want to say here, of Flash comics that are not flashpoint so you've listened to us talk about flashpoint two weeks in a row if you're wondering why we're already wrapping up the movie coverage of that it's because it's the same story there's not much to talk about (laughs) other than just key differences and stuff so we we decided to say here's your top three that are not flashpoint because i think most people would put that near the top so let's take a look and say what it is so I'm going to read mine, then I'll put up the picture afterwards, but I, of course, have number one as, as Rebirth. Um, not the 2016 Rebirth, but, you know, the storyline that we talked about a few weeks ago, Rebirth. I really dug it. Um, I think the art's great. I think the story's great. It is. It's up there for me. Number two, I have The Flash of Two Worlds. Now, this isn't a trade paperback. This is a hardback. It's the deluxe edition. And the reason I put that is because while you can find the comic by itself, I actually have a reprint of the original comic. I also bought the hardcover and my comic did this sale where they had 50% off hardcovers. Um, so it was a great deal. And the deluxe edition comes with, I think six of the first crossovers between Jay Garrick and Barry Allen. So there's some other stuff other than just the main, you know, issue. Uh, so I liked, I like that. And then third, I have, this is another collection. This isn't like a proper story, but it is the, uh, what it is a trade paperback that is called, uh, the flash rogues colon reverse flash. And it just has like seminal stories of reverse flash and flash. Um, I've talked about this book before during the road to flashpoint. When we talked about that during flashpoint last week, I mentioned that there's an issue, uh, issue eight, I think of the flash as it goes to the road to flashpoint, which is written from like reverse flashes perspective and how he keeps changing stuff in his past when things keep getting in his way. And it's in this collection. It's really good. There's also a Hunter Zolomon flash uh, reverse flash story in here. There is it, it's very close. And this I was reading this I think during season two of The Flash. Um 
it is very close to the Hunter Zolomon story in the Flash season two with his dad and his mom being like, mm-hmm. you know, terrible and like his dad killing his mom and all that stuff. It is all it comes like straight out of this comic. It was, it was pretty good. And then it also has like the first time reverse flash appears in this, in the comics. So it has like six or seven issues uh, to, to look at, but you know, I bought this when season one, when I was watching season one, cause I just dug Tom Cavanaugh and reverse mm-hmm. flash. I was like, I need more reverse flash. Uh, I actually need to get this. That, that's something oh, yeah, I need you to have get. To. It's really great. Uh, but yeah, so there's flash rebirth. Flash of the two, the Flash of Two Worlds Deluxe Edition, very iconic cover, and then Flash Rogues, Reverse Flash. Those are my three. I I think you hit you hit it very well. I think we could end the show right there, and it would be satisfactory. But I got three as well. I think you did a great job. Uh, my uh, first one, and I got to pull up my list real quick just to remember what I said. Because I, I have a few bouncing around in there. I could put it on the screen, too. All right. No, I got it. I got it. Okay. So my first one is Flash Year One. And this is just a simple kind of standalone thing. And most of mine are more recent. Um, but that's just because I, I'm a big Barry Allen guy. Anyway... Flash Year One is really good. Uh, I think the turtle is a villain in that, and it's it's real. It's just a good, simple, standalone story. It explains what you need to know, and it's the Batman Year One treatment for the Flash. It it really is. It's not essential, but it's just it's fun, and you can read it without really reading anything else. Uh, Flash Rebirth Volume One: Lightning Strikes Twice. August Heart Godspeed. Okay, so this is the mirroring of the August Heart situation with Barry Allen's situation. Barry and him start as friends. This, the idea of that is really good to me. And some of the best action in comics, and the, and just how it unravels with Godspeed and Barry figuring it out. It's a, it's a really fast paced, uh, fast paced Speed Force. Uh, it's yeah, it's there. So I really like that. And then my third one is Guerrilla Warfare, which is volume three of the new 52. And that's just because I really like Guerrilla Grodd. And I thought there was a lot of cool action in this. I like the story in it. I think it's, I, I think you need to, I think you need Guerrilla Grodd as part of Flash's bad guys. Because you see the rogues, you see reverse Flash. Guerrilla Grodd is that, that little wild card in the Flash's uh, bad guys. And I think Gorilla Grodd works better with the Flash than he does with any other DC hero I th- as a villain. So um, if you got into Grodd on the show or even the Legends of Tomorrow, oddly enough, uh, this is definitely one to check out. I think Gorilla Grodd is one of the more interesting characters. And I also think he's one of the biggest challenges for the Flash. So this This is one of those comics you're just going to pick up and you're just going to go, you're just going to get sucked into it. So really enjoyed that. It's one of my favorite moments of the new 52 Flash. All right, so that's Flash Year One by Joshua Williamson. Volume One, Lightning Strikes Twice, Joshua Williamson. Those are the rebirth runs. And then 
New Fifty Two, written by Francis Manipal, the uh, the the Flash Volume Three, Guerrilla Warfare. Um, I have the year one and I have volume one lightning strikes twice. That's the one I have that has the special cover. Um, I have not touched those yet. I have volumes one through nine and year one, and I'm, I'm waiting to get like, uh, to, to really dive into them because now I'm thinking after mm-hmm. reading flashpoint, I might go into the new 52. It's only like 50 some issues. It didn't last long. It's nine right, so I have every volume. I have every trade paperback for the new 52 nice. flash. And I've read, through that and i i think i'm at volume seven of flash rebirth so nice. i need to finish flash rebirth and then it end, it i don't know where week. to go from that uh, it ended this week the 800th issue is the end of this run and then the dawn of dc run is going to start in september okay um, so yeah, we'll start seeing trade paperbacks again with volume one <laughs> next year, I guess. But oh my goodness! Uh, but this was a long run. This was um, from yep. 2016 when Rebirth hit all the way to this year, uh, a seven year run of I think a hundred some issues, 19 volumes or more. It's going to have on a trade pa- trade paperback. So that is a uh, that was a pretty hefty run. <laughs> well, one of the things that frustrates me is I was like, ooh, I'm going to start with a new 52 flash because I was like, I can do that in all trade paperbacks. Yeah, yeah. So then I was like, well, my shelf has all new 52 flash, so let's have a whole shelf of it and make you know, get the rebirth trade paperbacks. And now I'm like, I might just have to read some of these digitally out of cost because yeah, yeah. it's it's a lot. It's a lot. I've stopped buying as much trade paperbacks as I did. I think I'm going to try to make trade paperbacks more of a special thing because I have so many of them, and I've run out of space, and I've run out of funds for it, to be honest with you. And to be honest with you, the DC Infinite app makes it so Mm -hmm. easy to read a comic. I just read a Superman issue. I I heard about it on TikTok. I said, oh, I want to read that issue. And then I said, Oh, that's the one? Okay. I said, yeah. Heard about it on TikTok. I was like, oh, cool. I'm just going to pull up the app, and I just – I just read it right there. I mean, the convenience yeah, of that. It is great to just pull up. And it doesn't cost a lot. No, no. Yep. It's, I think, 70 bucks a year. That's a pretty good price. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's worth it. And then some. Uh, I've read some really good stuff on there. And, you know, I'm going to, one of my big projects is I'm going to get into the Mark Wade Flash mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm going to get into more Booster Gold. So those are my two big projects. Oh, yeah, we'll talk Booster I also want to read. We'll talk Booster Gold. And I already <laughs> I already know I want to read some more of the uh, Grant Morrison Batman. Yeah, yeah. So those are my three big projects. Those, those are my three big comic projects. And I can do that all on the DC yep. Infinite app. Um, I promise you they don't sponsor the show or anything. <laughs> they should. They're totally welcome they to. I, we we they talk should. about them all the time. Um, but, but the DC Infinite app is awesome. But I'm conflicted, though, because I kind of want all the new 52 in all of the rebirth volumes well, that's what i've all together what i've kind of decided is there's certain characters i want to collect and it's going to be the flash and mm-hmm. it's going to be superman i think is kind of where i'm going with which ones like i have rebirth the first two volumes of nightwing batman and batman beyond but mm-hmm. i lean more towards superman right now and, and flash you know, he was always great on the Justice League cartoon. And now that I've watched his show and I'm getting ready to watch the movie, it is 
he's risen up my rankings uh, considerably. So being able to have, uh, I, I want to be able to have his comics because, uh, you know, on, on the, if it's a good run and I'm hearing Williamson had a really good run and then uh, mm-hmm. Jeremy Adams started writing it when it was Wally coming back as flash and um they're pretty cheap on amazon that i keep buying them i probably shouldn't but i it's like every week i will tell you a (laughs) a books is really good for used books if you don't need them right right a a books is well and i've gotten some flash comics that way um i think the new 52 flash was is the flash that's going to stick with me Mm -hmm. the most because i got into it because I got into it because it's like, okay, I'm a really big fan of the show. I want to start reading Flash. And, you know, and, and I will tell you, I really enjoy the beginning of that run. Barry's with Patty Spivet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I enjoyed, I enjoyed Patty Spivet as a character in the comic. I think she was really good for Barry. And I think she's probably better than for Barry than Iris. You knew Iris's endgame. You mm-hmm. knew, you know that. But um, I, you know, I thought the dynamic of the Flash in the beginning of that was really good. Um, I, you know, Rebirth is really good too. I think if you are a fan of the TV show and you start reading the comics, there's going to be things that throw you off. But it works the other way too because the the TV show got me thinking Zoom as Hunter Zolomon and, and not thinking and there's a difference between reverse flash and zoom. And it, we call reverse flash zoom. That really threw me off when I started reading comics because I started flash as a TV. Yeah. Fan. Yeah. It was, I, I like that they did that in the show actually, because you know, when they started saying zoom, I looked at my wife and I said, that's reverse flash. She said, they just, and they just killed him in season one. I said, well, he, he's coming back, but I was like, that's what he's called. He's called Professor Zoom, in, in, you know, in the uh, in the comics. Right. And then Hunter Zolomon is a reverse Flash in the comics, and uh, mostly when it's Wally. But I, I like, I like that they made it like a separate thing and gave him a different look in, in the show because that was a uh, a nice touch. But yeah, it's confusing when you're <laughs> when you're trying to get into it or whatever. Hmm. All right. Well, I guess that'll wrap us up. So next week we'll be talking the flash. Yeah. So it will probably not be coming on the same day because I'll we try to get it, the flash. I'm going to try to get it the same day. Meaning I, I okay. usually put these up a few days after we record it by editing. Okay. So these are usually up by Saturday, Sunday. I'm hoping if we can record Friday or Saturday, Friday. I can get it up. Yep. I, I'll brush that one if I need sweet. to. <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet. So the sweet. listener shouldn't but, notice um, anything wrong. <laughs> well, you know what? That just means that Jordan is the real MVP. <laughs> he is the hard worker that makes all of this possible. I'm just here having fun. This is this is uh, Jordan's puppy, and he does a really good job taking care Thank of. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, I'm having a blast. I'm glad. I'm glad we're doing this this is the type of thing i think the flash deserves is this run up with all of these stories Uh we're we're building up to you know we've covered rebirth we've covered flashpoint flashpoint paradox right it's time for we we covered man of steel which we know they're revisiting in the movie so it is a uh pretty good i I don't want to toot our own horn (laughs) but i think we've i don't want to toot our own horn but i think 
we have covered this movie as well as one mm-hmm. can. And five-star reviews are greatly appreciated. Um, we will read them aloud. Um, and to be honest with you, the biggest thing you can do to help our show, just share it on Facebook, Twitter, what what have you. Just Just tell people about it because DC podcasts are really unique in the sense that it's kind of a bit of a community. I mean, we all, I feel like we all listen to the same main shows. Um, And um, we want to be part of that community because I think we probably got into that because we listened to those shows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And look, we might be having some giveaways coming up here. So uh, I I know I, we both have have some duplicate trades that I'm thinking I'm going to. Could I sell it? Yes, but I think I'd rather give it to a fan who is so, uh, a fan of the medium. Yeah, and I would love to do that too because I have two trades I've given away. One was a gift to a guy. He he gave me a ride to work. Uh, he's a coworker, and when my car was having problems, his phone was the uh, Adam ringtone was the Adam West Batman. So it's like, hey, you like Batman? I didn't really know that. So. I I was like, have you read the comics? He's like, no, I've always wanted to. It's like, well, I got I got the absolute long Halloween, so you can have my trade paperback. Because I have I I upgraded, so you can have my trade paperback. And he goes, oh really? I was like, yeah. Never like I know he did it. He he lied to me. He said he did, <laughs> but I know he did it. Um, because I I kind of I kind of like had a conversation engaging. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, he doesn't know the choice. Cool. Um, so yeah. And then I gave away a duplicate of Hush to another coworker who, um, you know, likes Batman but never really read the comics. It's like, hey, this, this is about as good of a place to start because, I mean, it's got a bit of everything Batman in it. And he just goes, oh, I keep saying I'm going to read it, and then I never do. It's like, all right. So I would love to give it to a real fan. I would love to give a duplicate to a real mm-hmm, fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine, mine was a duplicate. It's just like um... – I, I bought it from in stock trades and they sent me all of the books I asked for. And they accidentally sent me an extra one <laughs> of one that I ordered. So I was like, okay, what am I going to do with this? Um, yes. Yeah, I'm not going to complain, no. I guess, but, um, but it is a, yeah. So we'll, we'll take a look at that and see what we need to do to get that done. Meaning what the requirements would be. Uh, for for getting right. it and stuff so uh keep your eel, ears and eyes peeled that'll probably be sometime after flash comes out that will that we'll do a giveaway but yeah, yeah uh, i mean if you want to like like chris said rate us on spotify now allows ratings apple podcast mm-hmm. you can rate um you know what's weird i found this on youtube podcasts YouTube music yes. is the app I use for music. It's on YouTube podcast. Yes, now. it is. I made it available on YouTube podcast. Uh, cool. Yeah, it's fun. I couldn't find your Marvel show. No, I there. didn't. I Because but. what happens is you have to upload the video as well. And there was a time where I wasn't oh, okay. doing video for Marvel. And it doesn't get a lot you, of traction you. on YouTube compared to otherwise. So I haven't really bothered with putting the Marvel one on it. Oh, that's uh, totally fine. I was curious about it. Um, but yes, you can find us yeah, I tried to, <laughs> I, I, you know, I subscribe to it just so it has one more subscriber. So people are like, Ooh, it's got all these subscribers, yeah. you know, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't mean to toot our own horn, but I think we do a good job talking about what we like and we're having fun. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So you can follow us on Elseworlds DC fan on 
Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm usually putting up great comic finds I have or, you know, comic panels I like. Like I found a variant cover of the Flash issue 750, uh, which um, was 50 issues ago because we're now at 800. But it had a variant cover, which is the best variant cover, by the way, too, is the 1970s variant cover. And this was the only one they had. And I was like, this is fate. <laughs> this is fate. I'm going to, I was just looking at the comic earlier that day. I go to the comic shop. It's there. I'm going to get it. And then I also got one of like a, I think it's 306 from the eighties where I have uh, Dr. Fate and uh, flash on it. Dr. Fate's another one of my favorites. So that worked out for me as well. And I found a Funko pop of the flash TV show. And that's sitting at my desk at work right now. Uh, so I'm very, yeah, that, very that, that looked pretty cool. So, you know, I have two Flash Funko Pops. One of them is right there. That's the movie one. And then the other one I have is on my bookcase. But the, I have a shelf that is uh, got Oliver Queen, oh. Ray Palmer, and The Flash. From the CW one? So I, yeah, so I have a Ray Palmer you action Ray figure because I couldn't find a Funko Pop. No, it's not oh, a Funko okay. Pop. I couldn't find a Funko Pop. But I got a Legends of Tomorrow had action figures, so I got a Ray Palmer action picture uh, action figure. So I have he doesn't really stand on the shelf that I have very well. So I have him uh, sitting down and kind of waving like Ray Palmer would obnoxiously do. Um, <laughs> they do have so, a Funko of him, by the way. Oh, son of a! Okay, it is him in uh, his Adam suit. Is it one of the like twelve dollar ones? It is well, it's thirty bucks now because it's out of print. Ah, uh, see, the, the thing is, if it's twelve dollars, I'm really good at looking at Punko Box and going, "It's just twelve bucks." Like it's a thirty bucks one. Firestorm like, ah. is twelve bucks, and Hawkman okay. is fifteen. But uh... okay, I I don't think they have a Sarah Lance one because I've looked. Oh, you know what? They they might not. Oh, they do. They do. I was they do. She's fifty dollars, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's why I couldn't find it. I'm not spending fifty dollars. It's her as white canary. She's got her white life. suit on and everything. I I've decided with my life I am not spending fifty dollars on a Funko Pop. You are pop. a better man than um, I. I've reached. <laughs> well, I've reached that level of I've been in school and I can't spend the money. Before I was in school, I could spend money stupid. Yeah, yeah. And it wouldn't really matter because I didn't give a crap about my future. And now it's like, oh, I care about my future. God dang it. So much more fun not to care about your future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have a reverse flash one, too. That's 30 bucks. Oh, my goodness. What I would also suggest is if you're not looking on Amazon, look on eBay. Sometimes you'll find good deals okay. on eBay for used used ones or, you know, um, out of print ones. I've gotten some. eBay's that thing I always forget about. I, I look at Etsy sometimes. I always I've got about some of eBay. my trade paperbacks from eBay. Um, and also my comics shop was out of world's finest issue 15. Mm-hmm. Even though I had it on my box that had issue with their delivery, they just got it in, but I had actually already ordered it off eBay off a comic shop on eBay and they sent it to me. <laughs> there is, there is one item collecting item that i will spend a stupid amount of money on but probably not as stupid as i'll have to but as a stupid amount of money on is an absolute edition of dark victory it's out of print i have not been able to find it the only one i have ever seen online was five hundred dollars no no i'm not doing that just no 
Um, but if I found one for like 130, 150 bucks, it's happening. Oh, I'm so tempted to look at more of these Funko Pops. Yeah, Arrowverse Funko Pops. <laughs> I I love Funko Pops. So I I started really liking action figures. Yeah, right? yeah. And then and then I got I was like, you know what, Funko Pops are better. Yeah, I have a whole wall back here, and I actually just removed my work. No longer uses a. Uh, hard phone we now have these things called soft phones for our work uh uh-huh. which is like on the screen and you just type in the buttons that way but uh so i i have to remove my phone from my work desk at home and i put some of those funkos over there now where the phone was and i've got the flash from the movie the flash from the target justice league ones um dr fate superman captain america Luke Skywalker, Ahsoka, and then some Disney ones over here too. But I got like nine that I was like, I'm going to put over here now because I like cleaned my desk today. Do you have a favorite? You have a favorite Funko? My favorite Funko. Um, I don't know. I, I really like this new one I got. This is Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Um, for people that don't know, I know this is way off topic, but if you're hanging with us, you're hanging with us. Uh, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit was Walt Disney's first creation before Mickey Mouse. He lost him to Universal due to the contract, the way it was written, which is what prompted him to make Mickey Mouse. So without Oswald, you don't get Mickey Mouse. This Funko... My two-year-old niece would love me for that chunk of information. You You know what? They traded to get... Disney got the rights back to Oswald by trading Al Michaels to NBC for Sunday Night Football. Uh, So there's a fun trivia (laughs) bit of info for you. But uh, this is a chase variant of Oswald. I bought one where he's not supposed to have the top hat and the cane. And this is a rare one that uh, when I ordered it, randomly they gave me the chase one this is like a one out of however many but so now i have to order the other one again because i do i do want him oh well yeah (laughs) well okay that that's pretty neat that's nifty i i hear oswald and i go to gotham yeah the other yeah you go to walt Walt Disney. disney he's i love oswald the lucky rabbit he's um i collect every pin of him and everything i got it all over the place but all right. Yeah. Uh, we learned something we would have never learned. <laughs> we'll wrap it up, though. I did just find a Barry Allen, the Flash, uh, that's $10 yeah. from the TV show. I'm actually really upset that my Oliver Queen Funko Pop for the TV show has white eyes, and every mm-hmm. other Flash Pop Funko has black eyes. It's really obnoxious. It's really, it's just, it, it's off. Well, you know what drives me nuts now too, is that some of those are so old that they have the old pose where they're just like, <laughs> like yeah. that instead of nowadays where they have like really good poses. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. All right. We should wrap this bad yeah. boy up, but <laughs> um, yeah, we like collecting stuff too. So that's a whole nother segment of the show. We kind of walk down. Yeah, you can follow us where we said. It's also in the show notes. Next week, we're talking The Flash film. Have a great rest of your week. Enjoy the hype as we get closer to the movie. And we will see you all next week.